0: Hello, welcome to Dealer's Choice. I am Morgan. I am joined by Zach and Alex. And this week, it was my movie. I made them watch the 2009 superhero movie. Before superhero movies were a thing. That's We'll get into that. That's kind of why I picked it. But it's called Push. Stars uh, Dakota Fanning, Chris Evans, and a, has a bunch of other people in it. Um, I just want to say that we did delay a week, so I will be going off week-old memory and my notes in certain points, but, you know, it's my movie. I do remember it pretty well, but we'll see how we go. Over to you guys. How are we, how are we doing? What are we thinking?
1: Hey, yeah. Um, I watched this, like, three times. Wow. Uh, yeah. I watched loved a, it. Well, <laughs> yeah. I It's interesting why I watched this. Th- I can't exactly put my finger on why I watched this three times, but I did enjoy watching it um i'll say that much before we do all our process alex how do you find it how could you morgan
2: like how could you Uh... (laughs) how could i I... (laughs) once again this is a film that we've seen many times on this podcast where there is one aspect of the premise that's actually quite good that there's actually this gem in there but it just lets itself down on the execution of that premise (sighs)
1: Thank God you think that, Alex.
2: <laughs> I'm not alone. Thank you. <laughs> so overall I was left with a disappointed feeling upon watching this film. There were moments there that I liked, sure, but just the overall feeling was just <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I wasn't
1: I wasn't that far down the I could have be been like, okay, I had fun with some of the action and stuff, but I definitely had parts of this movie where I was just like that's not clever. <laughs> <laughs> you could be cleverer than that.
0: <laughs> You're smarter than
1: this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're smarter than that. You're smarter than that. Come on, guy. Um, but I, I don't know, Morgan. How do you feel about this movie before we? Because I don't think this is like a beloved movie of yours, is it?
0: No. So I, I, I enjoyed this movie when I was a kid. But like, I like as we have like we just did a mate debate it came out that I love superhero movies. I don't know why. I just it's it's, it's a, it is a very favourite genre of mine. And, like, even when I was growing up, before Marvel had solidified their um, thing, I liked superhero movies. I liked the point of them. And, like, as I've grown older, I understand why this is a bad movie. But I think it's interesting in, like, this is not in a time where, so, Marvel had made a few movies, but we hadn't got this cookie-cutter approach yet. This was people trying to do something different. This was an exploration of what it could be. And it is kind of like, yeah, maybe like this is more down the deep, what DC have done and it's kind of not worked as well. But it like, I feel like at the time it was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad that people are doing this. And like, now we have Marvel. I love Marvel, but it's also like, because cool. I am enjoying like new stuff, like mainly TV shows, the boys and the Umbrella Academy, they're doing something different. But this is like, before all that, before we had the same thing, it was people trying to find their way. You had Marvel doing their thing. You had DC doing their thing. And then you had Independence doing, and like, there is parts about this movie that I really like, like. The setting, I think it's really interesting to set it in Hong Kong. Um, a lot of it is shot much like I, I I I also brought once to the table on this podcast. A lot of it is shot gorilla style, like once from vans mm. and stuff like that. And I think it adds this interesting element. But yeah, so i I, I don't necessarily love this movie, and I definitely am probably going to agree with a lot of the points you bring up. But I think like like to compare it, like this was in the wild West of superhero movies. like people were going out on their own there, and I'm glad it got tried and maybe there is stuff that they, we, if we ever get bored of the cookie-cutter approach, there's stuff in here, maybe we can... Well, it didn't work that way, but maybe we can try and do it this way. Does that make sense to you guys?
1: I, You know what? It I does. Yeah, no. I, I completely understand, and I, I think I fully agree with you. I'm glad that this movie exists and that it is an attempt at something... Well, You say different. I was going to say this movie embodies a lot of young adult novels that came out between, like, 2000 and 2012, um, pretty pretty, like spot on like some of the characters are 100% just they think like I don't know if the writer thought they were excellent and they were really cool and nuanced or the director was like yes this will appeal to our target audience but they're not new and they're not like sorry the characters themselves they're not anything special and I actually huh. I have some issues <laughs> which I think we can talk about later on but I, I agree I like the setting I like some of the action I I looked into that that like facts about the movie and I liked the I I liked the idea that a lot of it is guerrilla like you said Morgan I was like that's actually quite a, and that changes my perspective on a couple of the shots because especially there's a scene where a, a woman gets like kidnapped on the street and apparently that is just on the street yeah no one did anything <laughs> and I was like that's just interesting yeah that that's seems wild yeah because they come up
0: they put a gun to her back and they put her in a van and they just shot that on a normal street like and they no one questioned it
1: <laughs> yeah and there's also, like, uh, apparently the director liked the setting of Hong Kong because he was like, we're better to get lost than in Hong Kong. And I'm like, I don't know if that was just 2009 Hong Kong, but <laughs> anyone in Hong Kong at the moment is not lost. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, you are not getting lost in China thing, at all. I was reading a thing and he, really, he
0: likened it. Like, he likes the idea of, like, Casablanca. Like, like back then, like that movie was set in a place where, like, like it was like a, a mess of a city with thieves and stuff. And That's he was just... like, well, when this movie was made, like, I envision Hong Kong as that, like, modern interpretation of that, which is like... I'm
2: like that's too deep. That's, what I don't this even movie know if that gels with
1: two thousand and nine Hong Kong. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, but I hey, I I, I didn't, I wasn't there filming for four months. So good for them. Is,
2: is he sip, sipping the Kool Aid? Like, what's going <laughs> on there? Like <laughs> likening the, this
1: he, to Casablanca?
2: Like, no, um, no, no, no. I think no, he, the idea he wanted, yeah. like the idea yeah, of like okay. you could go and get
1: lost in the city. No, I, don't, I like, don't think he was pretending that this is a no. Casablanca. <laughs> no,
2: no He'd but like the idea what it does show, what it does show, is that I think. There were a few people in the creative team, and I don't mean to be picky, that thought they were doing something better than what yeah! they were actually doing. There were some moments there that felt like, oh, this is smart, I'll just shove this in, and it's, it just didn't quite gel. Um, I, I take your point about it being the Wild Wild West, but it is 2009, so X-Men has already been released, and I felt very X-Men vibes from this film, only because they team up, There's got all these different powers that they've got. Yes, they're more structured in how many powers there actually are, and they're basically being hunted because they're different, if you want to really boil it down. And that's essentially what X-Men is. And so it's nine years after X-Men, the first X-Men film. Like, if this came out 2003, 2004, I think I would buy more of it being in the wilderness. But because it's 2009, I don't quite buy that. As much. But I do like the style. The style was probably the best thing of this film. You know, there are some really nice lighting compositions. I like the gorilla style of it all. I like the setting. It, as I said, it had an interesting premise. There were just so many things that let the film down. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> We're done a summary nosh. <laughs> do, do we want to? Yeah.
0: What ha- What's the What happens in this movie? Like broad strokes. What's the premise? What's the story? Who wants to describe it to me?
1: Alex, I think you could do a pretty good like. Yeah, I want to hear what Alex. How unbiased to Al- like unbiased summary. Of the yeah. Part.
2: Okay, so basically, what happens is. This film is also very convoluted, so I'm going to try and strip it back.
0: It is also like it starts, and I noticed this on this rewatch because I've watched it a while. It starts with a big exposition dump to kind of get you into the world because then it's like yes. exposition dump, here's the world, and then it's off and running, which I was yes. like, okay, this is all right. Let's get, get your head around it. Let's go.
2: <laughs> yes, and it, it decidedly gets more and more convoluted as we get on. Anyway, but this film basically there are these people that have different abilities, so let me try and think. Oh, how many the,
0: how many can you name? That's the question. Yeah,
2: okay, so there's the movers who can move things. Yep. I love the names yeah. as well. They're yeah. so simple. <laughs> there's the shakers. No, no, the movers and the shakers. <laughs> and the shakers. <laughs> there's the rockers and the rollers. <laughs> there's the watchers that can see the future. Um then. I think the film was mistitled only because pushers. Aren't they the ones that can control the brain? They
0: push thoughts into your brain. Yeah, that's the yeah. weirdest one. Because movers and pushes seems
2: like it should be the same thing. Thank you. Because I was watching this film going, he's a pusher. And Dad's like, no, he's a mover. And I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the your running dad, commentary dad, from the Norwich i a fan of push.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it oh, was right. just like, what? Oh. And then there were those guys, I don't know their names, but they like boil your blood. So there's the
0: bleeders. They okay, emit that high-pitched sense. screams that can burst your blood vessels.
2: Yeah. And there were those ones that could protect <laughs> others uh, from the, sh- the, the, the watches. The shadows, yeah, yep, cool. Yep. Uh, there's and two then... more you're missing. Oh, no, there's three two? you're missing. There's three you're missing. Three? I don't think he's missing three.
0: Um, You've got Sniffs who track people. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah cool, cool, cool. And cool. then you've got yeah. shifters who can change the way things look.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. And then oh, you've that got... was probably the coolest one.
0: Oh, actually, this uh, you were missing four. And then you've got wipers who can wipe memories and stitches who can heal people. That's, oh my God, that's the Oh, yes.
1: I'd completely forgotten about... Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we, like, skated off this, but the premise is that there is, uh, there is with a government the... agency yeah. whose job it is to... We We need to talk about this. I think hunt down these people, except they let a lot of them just live. So I don't know what the purpose of the division it's is. Unclear. We'll well, it's unclear. Well, there some really of them unclear. work
0: for them. They, I some think they, them... they look for specific ones to... They're yeah. like, they monitor them, but they are also experimenting on them and look for specific ones to experiment on, or they capture really high-powered ones to contain them. Yeah. It's really weird. And, but it's also but like the... this time I was thinking, I'm like, how many of the ones working for them are doing so willingly? because of the whole push thing that they like they never go into it but like pushing is a very dangerous power to have yeah
1: but like also the division is an arm of the united states like secret service they they're they're a covert government agency but i'm not sure what like i don't know if they're doing it for the defense of the united states or just control in general it seemed like it was just control in general anyway they're the bad guys and then you've got a young dakota fanning and a young chris evans although he's an adult still
2: Is this after Fantastic Four? Yeah. Yes. This is after Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, of course, because it's 2009. Go on. (laughs) But just before (laughs) before Captain America, though. So that's
1: interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so they get put into basically a plot to find this drug. Uh, This woman in this drug that the Division are using to power up people. And so far, they've had no luck with it. So this drug, when they inject it into these super-powered people, it just kills them. But they have this one woman who survived the injection. So she's stronger... Um, But she's also escaped from their facility into Hong Kong. Really not sure how she got to Hong Kong, but it seems like she was looking for Chris Evans. And then the movie follows on from there. They just try and get her safe, and they try and get the drug out of the Division's hands. That's the basic
2: plot. Yeah, it's one big, long chase film, if you think about it. It tries to be something else, but if you strip it all back, it's a chase film. Yeah. Um, Um, Just one thing, and it really bugged me throughout this entire film. So. Are we able to do goods before we do bads? <laughs> oh, I, I is it that followed on. Okay,
1: that's fine. Oh, no, no, no. Do you know what? If it follows on, go for it, man.
2: All it followed on was about the science of it. So she's given this drug, <laughs> this character is given this drug, and it amps her up and doesn't kill her. It's killed everyone else, and presumably they tweak it in between each time. So they're like, oh, no, test subject one, that killed him. Test subject two killed him. This one, oh, you beaut, we're in business. Right, And then she steals the vials, but she doesn't wipe the computer. So they would have it on file somewhere of what was Alex. in that particular vial. <laughs> I watched this again. She steals
1: one of the two vials. So they still have She it. leaves and a vial. She leaves a vial.
2: How funny. It's not it's like insane. she wipes the
1: computers and goes, the I'm taking the all the copies of this The was the
0: antidote that she needed. It wasn't superpower. I'm just speculating. It could be. I don't
2: know. No, no, because then yeah, they it... say that she needs it to, to sort of uh, keep her going. It's like an well, addictive no. drug. They because like, they keep Jaman
1: Honsu, everything he says, I think, to her, is a lie. I think that's the only way the movie squares up on their arc. Um, okay, okay, we'll get there. He's like, we'll a pusher, there. we'll talk about it. He is a pusher. He's a pusher, Morgan, he might, pushes
2: people. He pushes
1: people. <laughs> Morgan, this might be like a two hour long podcast. I think that I've got let's so get much to say it. about push. Like, seriously. <laughs> it's Positive so and negative,
0: let's go. You have to do yeah. 10H.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do have quite a few positives, though. I do have quite a few things. Like, I actually thought, "Oh, do you mind if I start?" Go no, ahead. Go for Zach, it. Go. I'd love to hear what you. So, think. there's two things. I think you guys are going to talk about the setting and the um, the 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 style, which you've already mentioned. So, I'll leave that to you. I actually thought the acting was pretty on point. I I definitely had this sense that the director had a vision and the actors delivered on the what that was told. Like, you could see that they were very much doing the job they were given, and that's pretty excellent. I, I um the only person I think was quite bad was Camilla Bell. I thought she was just. So... Is she the main one? She's uh, Chris Evans' girlfriend. Yeah, the main girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is, she's, the one who she steals the thing. She's just she's yeah. very weak. Weak. But I love Jamin Hansu. I think that he was putting a lot more effort in because he always does. He's yeah. a fucking excellent. If you don't know, Jimin Hansu is the guy from Gladiator, who is uh, Russell Crowe's friend in the arena, who buries the little figures in the arena. I he's not been in a lot. But he's, he's in. Excellent. He's in Guardians. Blood Diamond. Is... Oh, he's in, yeah, he's in Guardians. He's the guy who goes, Ooh. Star-Lord. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a great actor and he really gets underused, but he's really good in this. I think he gets given a lot of space to do whatever and he's great.
0: He has, um, like, he has gravitas, I think. Like, he, yeah. he, he captures the, a scene and the way he
1: speaks is very, yeah. He has threat and presence. Yeah. And he does a really good job of being a bad guy. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I like the action in this movie, except for the one scene where Chris Evans is levitating, spoilers, tr- levitating guns. I thought that looked really silly, but I had a lot of fun watching it. I love
0: the idea um, of two guys hiding behind so poles, funny. shooting yeah. guns at each other, and they're both just like, I guess I'll wait till one of us is out of ammo. <gasps> oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, it's just
0: like, I'm like, oh, it's interesting. Yeah, I've seen this before. They're both hiding, shooting guns at each other.
1: Great um but the endings action scene and alex i hope you agree i, I think that's actually a really good action scene i think it's f- good to fun to watch um considering the director
0: excellent... wasn't focused on action at all during this movie he was focused on character <laughs> yes it's a good end yeah oh, that's it that's it that's an imdb oh. trivia he was won- he was he's like it's an action movie um, but i wanted to focus on the characters interactions and the character development and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: yes oh but no. i like. yeah i like the action um but that's those are my two main positives that I want to put all, out there. all
0: pra- almost all practical as well. he He admired the way people rose above like not having technology in the past. So the only there's a green screen used in the driving scene because Hong Kong traffic's bad. And then the yeah. only other stuff is the actual depiction of superpowers. Yeah, like yeah, the rest is in all a fish practical. market
1: where the glass is exploding because the the bleeders are screaming so loud it's that's all practical and that's actually Chris Evans and Dakota Fanning running through exploding fish tanks which oh, that that actually looks pretty cool
2: yeah yeah it does
1: those it's, are mine sorry
2: yeah it's Go a it. pity that this film i know we're not doing negatives that there was not more action in this film uh anyway uh my I, I think i mentioned before i really like the style of this film i really think it's at times it's quite beautiful to look at um the color of it's quite nice uh, I like the cinematog. I like the gritty aspect of it. I'm not a huge fan of the sort of guerrilla style filming, but I did like it in this. Um, it's a really interesting premise, um, if not a little bit cliched to- of a premise, but it's still an interesting premise. I liked Ming Na. Uh, shout out for Ming Na in this film. She's always good. I really like her. Um, yeah, she's the other
1: psych- She's the other watcher. The- yeah, the Hong Kong watcher. That's she's- right. She's yeah. Milan. No. Well, no. Oh, is she the voice of Mulan in the animated. Is she? Well, is I... that, was that a bad joke? Was that a real bad <laughs> no, joke? No,
0: well, are you talking about the the one who makes the
1: beads? Not the one.
0: Uh... Uh,
1: Cliff Curtis.
0: No, I've uh, I've got her name wrong. I'm... She's in Shield, and she's in. Yeah, Man no, World. that's Ming now. Yeah, 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 yeah she's yeah, the voice yeah. of Mulan in the animated. Oh, she's oh, the, in the voice. Oh, in the animated. Okay, yeah, right yeah. In. That's
1: why I, I thought was, he was. He, he wasn't saying that she's the act- actress from the, the
2: recently.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, I'm sure that's her. And is, yeah, she's the voice of Milan in the original. Uh, cool. And she's in. Shields cool, actually, pretty
2: good. I'm glad uh, we cleared that up because I was like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know the Forbidden Kingdom. It's because you did say her full short.
0: name. I was like, oh, sorry. I yes, was sorry, like no. Ming Na. I'm like, that's no, not man. the full name, right? Like Ming Na Wen. You're thinking of it's Ming Na Wen. Yeah, good. I was like.
2: Me and ming are on first-name basis, so I'm just like, I, I really like ming It's just like Hugh. Everyone knows who I'm talking about when I say Hugh. Yeah. Um, Hugh uh, um, oh. Oh,
0: I thought I was thinking Hefner. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for God's was,
2: sake, people. I was anyway. going to say Grant. Now yeah, Nicole? <laughs> uh, Nicole. Uh, Nicole? Richie? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Kidman? <Padme>? Kidman?
1: <laughs> no, we know you're kidding. Who are you talking about? <laughs>
2: anyway. Anyway, carry uh, on with your worst dad joke. <laughs> thank you uh yeah no, that's that's about it
0: for now uh we'll get we'll get to <laughs> um yep. I yeah the styles great the, I really like gorilla style. like when stuff's shot gorilla I always think that's interesting to try and figure out like what is and like the... and then yeah learning extra when you read about that behind the scenes uh I really I love as well as superhero movies I love a heist movie. And, like, when I remember this from when I was a kid, that's what this movie was. And then, like, rewatching it, you're like, it takes way too long to get to the highest element. And then on this rewatch, I was like, I used to feel like I had a handle on the highest element, but I really didn't this time. I'm like, wait, so which case is what? What has what in it? Who has which case? But I will say, I love the whole idea of, like, you have these watches. And it's like, how do we outsmart the watches? We write it, we don't know what we're doing, we wipe our memories. And I, I like that whole element. I just wish, like, when I was a kid, I'm like, this is great. And now I'm like, oh, it could have been done better. I was like, yeah, like, I don't, und- like, yeah, we well, got to outsmart the watches. We'll plan, we'll wipe our memory. It'll be like a bit of a vibe. We'll, oh, who's doing what? And I, I, li- I enjoyed that. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, there's definitely a better way to, I, I I'm still a bit confused.
1: Can I, can I, I made a note. And the note is, I like that they work out to act irrationally, but that should have been the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie should because because what i was thinking exactly when they were like oh we need to act we need to not know what we're doing i was like yes but you live in a world where you have had watches for your entire lives someone would have worked that out ages ago so th- all of these people would always be acting in ways they had no idea about. like they would always be doing that because they wanted they would want to get away from the division so everything they should do is a, should be irrational you know what i mean are you saying like, that they should, should always associate doing... it yeah, hundred percent. Like the whole movie should have been Casey or yeah, Cassie and Chris Evans. I don't remember his character's name. Nick. 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 It was Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Like wake up. It should have been like Memento. They wake up and they find a note from themselves saying, "You need to go here today." Um. Or like from her mother. You know, she's just like leading them through Hong Kong to get the vial, but they have no idea about it because their memories have been wiped. Because they're like, we know that the division's going to be after us. So we yeah. need to do all this shit.
0: It's like they kind of do elements of that, like how good, like the mother had the full pl- thing planned out ten years ago, and then they're following through it now. It's kind of elements they're, of that, but it's like not enough. Yeah.
2: It's not not enough there. Yeah. It's like, No. no it's this not is what I, I mean. And they do kind of do what premise. Zach's
0: describing with the main girl, but it's also like not like she just wakes up on the boat. And she's like, I don't. Yeah. Whatever. But like, it's she like she does it, that
1: to herself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, no, I was I was genuinely thinking, like, I think this movie is like kind of primed to be remade. Mm -hmm. maybe specifically now because it's it's like it's got the bare bones of a good premise and an interesting world structure it just needs to be it needs to have better like more intelligent people thinking about what would happen in the world and how these people would interact because it's not really clear how long psychics have existed and it's not really clear whether or not the whole world knows about psychics because it definitely seems like no one does but a bunch of these psychics have just like jobs where they just you know they are just psychics in their everyday job but then a lot, a lot of them just, you know, are the criminals. <laughs> like Nick tries to cheat at gambling all the time, um, and his friend who he meets in like the casino just does not have money. <laughs> he just, he just, he just has bits of paper that he cons people into thinking is money. Um, but yeah, no. But there is like, there could be a really good movie inside this premise, but there's just not enough thought goes into the script or the characters or the story which is unfortunate.
2: Any thoughts there Alex? <laughs> um yeah I agree that money paper theme was probably my favorite bit of the entire film. I really like that I was like oh I like know, that
0: guy is... and his powers a lot like I think he's underutilized in this movie.
2: Very underutilized. I'm like there's an interesting character I want to know more about him and I never do and it's I'm a little burned but um you mentioned the floating gun scene Before, can we just talk about that? It's fun. (laughs) No, it was not fun. It's fun. No, no, no. Just think, just think for a moment. Turn off your little like, oh, isn't it cool? These guns are flying. Thing. It's a a cool idea, bad execution. So I'm Chris Evans' character. Let's just put myself in Chris Evans' frame of mind. I'm floating these guns in to meet these two guys, right? I've got one gun trained on each of them, right? Oh, by the way, that whole interaction
1: is so stupid, but we'll talk about that after. after <laughs> so you. I want to see So stupid. It's so dumb. It Why would he Why? reveal that he has guns? What's the point of floating them if he's just going to point them at their heads immediately?
2: Yes. <laughs> immediately. So he went, they went along the roof. He tried to disguise the guns. And then we just float them down. Oh, look, you can float the guns in front of them. Oh, no, I better not do it. You just shoot them right there, wouldn't you? Or at least you'd shoot the offsider huh? right there. Right then and there. And if you say to me that he is moving the bullet away in the chamber, that Chris Evans is trying to pull the trigger with his brain and the other one's trying to stop the bullet from coming out, no, no, that's not shown in the film. That's all subtext, all right? You can sort of read into that that that's what's going on, but that is not what is shown. And then they just hide behind pillars. And you talked about that as being the best action movie, uh, sorry, the best action sequence of the film. I think not. It It was very stupid. Very stupid. I much preferred I said, Fish Tank to that.
1: <laughs> I liked every action scene except that. I said that was dumb. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. sorry. I, I misheard you. I agree with you, Alex. I was thinking about that scene and, like, uh, Breaking Bad for some reason. I was thinking about, like, how Breaking Bad... I think it's Season 3. This is spoilers, by the way, for Breaking Bad. Sorry. Um, where he throws he the chemical it. and he... No, no, no. All of Season 3, right, is kind of like this fight between Gus and Walter, where... Mm. Walter is aware that Gus is going to kill him if his secret gets out. And Walter is constantly trying to think of a way to either get out of that or kill Gus. And I was thinking about German Huntsu and Chris Evans. And if I'm Chris Evans, what... Like, why would I walk up to the guy and why would I say to him, give me one reason why I don't kill you? What is that line? Why not just kill just
2: him? Just kill him. Just kill him. Kill him right There's there.
1: There is no value in having a conversation. You could have a scene where Jaiman Hunsu is having dinner and he's got all these bodyguards and Chris Evans sneaks in and he gets patted down there like he's clean and then the guns come out of the elevator or something, kill the bodyguards and Jaiman Huntsu turns around and goes, so you've come to kill me. Before you do, let me talk to you about, you know, the Avengers you could have initiative. a whole interaction. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. But there is no reason for Chris Evans to ask that question. Yeah, It no. should no. be coming
0: from him to save his life, not Chris being like, yes. give me a reason to yes. save your life.
1: 100% and this is German what I mean and is like do you, think, do you think I haven't seen this before I know what happens here go ahead try and pull the trigger and you're like why would you go to the restaurant Jamin Hansu? what is your goal he <laughs> kind of floats through girl. the movie just, he does
2: and it doesn't come from a character place this is what gets me there's very little character development out of any of these characters They are all very one-note. And the only reason he says, give me one reason why I shouldn't pull the trigger is we're trying to build tension and we're trying to get to the action scene where we hide behind hellers. Make Make my my day. day.
1: (laughs) Alex, do you know what it is? It's like every scene is supposed to happen in a movie so it goes into the movie. (laughs) (laughs) There needs to be a scene where the bad guy and the good guy square off and the bad guy explains to him that he can't kill him because that would ruin... His life was in some way, so that has to happen. But it doesn't make sense.
2: It doesn't make any <laughs> so sense happens. from a character perspective we get,
0: at all. We get a lot of character development, though, Alex. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, shocked you I, would say that. The whole we learn that uh, Kira has a whole past, and she actually works for um Division. And then, yeah, like that's a whole thing.
1: That can't be true, Morgan. <laughs> it might be <laughs> that whole thing, you don't know, it's not true. but that can't be true. Because she says something to Chris Evans where it's like, we only met yesterday. And I'm like, what? (laughs) How does that... What? (laughs) Does that mean that German Hansu implanted the idea of Kira into his head or as soon as Kira met Chris Evans, when she didn't remember that she was part of the division... They like, is that supposed to allude to the fact that she's never going to be aware, sure, if they had a real life? <laughs> I mean, we know it because
0: they have the bit at Coney Island at the end. Like, that's that's when she has the doubt that she gets the photo of, like, oh, yeah, I did yeah. know him. Oh my but God. But, like, what he's trying to sell is she works for us, and as soon as she saw you, she pushed a whole, like, relationship into your brain and is using you. That's what he was trying to sell. Jim and Huntu is a liar. That make he's a sense. liar. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, he's a liar. He's a big liar, which is fine for, like, that's actually good on his part. That's good to have that there, because it makes him seem very arch, which is fine. But can we also talk about uh, Chris Evans' plan at the end?
0: Oh, can you explain how does he to know? me?
1: How it? does he know that Kira's going to get taken? How does he know that Kira's going to get turned? He doesn't. <laughs> they
0: but they how give Well, they give Kira over. He knows that because he tells Pinky to give Kira, like, hand. Give Kira, like, Kira over. He knows she's going to get taken.
1: And he knows Jaiman Hansu is going to do something to well, her. Well, I
0: assume he thinks like they're going to make him work for, like cuz she's a powerful person, they probably want her to work for Division now. I don't know. Mm. It is this whole yeah, like yeah. that's the thing where I'm like so is that what Division like do they use pushes to just make people work for them like to, but I'm like like it's not explored. I don't know. No. <laughs> Why isn't not. the
1: plan to just get her to attack Jaiman Hansu? Why isn't the plan just be like we're just going to get her in a room cuz we know she's strong. She's going to have to be stronger than Jaiman Hansu. Put her in a room with him and just fuck him up. Get him to tell us everything about the Division. We have all their secrets now. And
2: then get him to kill himself. Or, you know, this is a spoiler for another film. I was thinking also, just circling back to the gunfight scene, is, you know, the Invisible Man, the recent Invisible Man? No. Scene? You haven't seen the recent Invisible Man? I've seen it. I don't remember it. (laughs) Oh, okay. The most powerful scene in that film is when they're sitting down to dinner. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that scene there, and that's all I could think about in this gun fight scene. And I'm like, that shocked. So you thought audiences. you thought
0: she was there, invisible the entire time? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, no, no. he's no, saying no, no, that no, no, you no. should have. Had... I'm saying they should have had something with more impact hmm. with the gun scene there. I don't know. Bullets
0: are pretty impactful.
2: <laughs> oh, and can we just talk about how many guns are in this? Uh, sorry, how many bullets are in this gun? Like, it just did not need to reload. That's one of my common gripes with action films. <laughs> Do you know what it is? He Alex, counts every this movie, shot.
1: <laughs> this movie is trying to be X Men. It's trying to be The Matrix. It's trying to be The Bourne Identity all at
2: once, and, and it's it trying to be like anything. a little bit like Um Fringe or The X Files in the sense where it's like you know these people have abilities and we need to you know, and it's trying to have a little bit of um like Ocean's Eleven vibes yep. towards the end, and it's like it's trying to do too, too much. much. Do you know what I find? so
1: Like, the reason I don't think I can hate this movie because I think, like, a couple years ago, if, if I'd watched this when I was 14, I think I'd love it. Oh, if yeah. If I this when I was 20, I think I'd hate it. And I watch it now and I go, it's kind of disappointing because I think that everyone involved with this genuinely thought they were making something very special. Mm-hmm. And they are genuinely convinced. I, I think they should be proud of it. It is, like, it is a testament to their work. That's fine. But they shouldn't delude themselves into thinking this movie is unique or clever or, like, It's just not like, like we've, it's a bit unfair to us because we've seen so many examples of specifically superhero movies that have been done in creative, interesting ways that are excellent. Um, Like a a fact that I saw that I find very interesting is this was getting filmed in Hong Kong at the same time the Dark Knight scene in Hong Kong was getting filmed. And I was like, that is a difference. (laughs) That is a difference. Yes. Yes. They were in Hong Kong at the same time. Yes. That's where I'm like, so... I don't... Man,
0: just so many great movies filmed in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, it
1: depends. Yeah, there it is. But um, yeah, I, I just find it it's it's like one of those like it speaks more to the human element rather than the movie itself, that I'm sure the director and the writer were convinced that this movie was like cutting edge, clever, completely unique and absolutely amazing. And then
0: they convinced the, the actors and the actors gave it their all. Yes.
1: Yes. And 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 I think this is a credit to the actors. Absolutely. They did a great job. But there's just like so many moments in this where someone should have sat down and said, this is
2: stupid. Do this (laughs) instead. (laughs) The film, it lacks focus. Like what is it trying to be?
0: Well, I was just thinking before I was like, i i I was just thinking i'm like wow like the the main point of this film is the relationship between nick and kira and then i realized i that's my least favorite part i don't care about it at all like there's the whole minute where they waste time on a sex scene and i'm like and then it's cutting between cassie and i'm like i would rather see what cassie's doing i don't care about this like and i like you don't have time i also like nick and cassie's relationship way better than i like the relationship between nick and kira um I reckon like the brother sister would have been them. yeah
1: the Kira Kira and Nick thing would have been so much more interesting if it was like Kira kept trying to want to like seduce Nick and Nick was like no I've moved on because that would a speak to her character because that would that would be part of her you know backstory is she's a division agent so she's trying to get him back on side and he's actually moved on and that speaks to his ability as an adult to move on from a relationship because this woman walked out on him and he's just like nah I'm into you like, what the fuck man Self-respect, anyway Yeah, I know, 100% (laughs) I agree that uh, Nick and Cassie Especially towards the end They actually do feel like they have a bond Hmm. But I reckon Cassie not enough Is possibly one of the rudest And prickish characters I've seen in a movie for a very long time Wait, who was (laughs) that? Cassie And I think that's a credit to Dakota Fanning But I can't understand if she's supposed to be likeable for teenagers or if she's supposed to be likeable in general. Because she I did not like anything she did. I thought she was unbelievably arrogant and rude. And she thought she was correct about everything and she just had no idea what she was doing. Like the, very, the introduction to her character, she calls Nick and says, open the door. Instead of going... I'm a watcher. <laughs> yes. You know what they are? I think Open the door, I think she does a good
0: job <laughs> portraying a teenager who has this power that is potentially like like I can see when I'm going to die. And I, and 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 also like no one understands me like a teenagers already feel That's like no so one dead, understands because, them like yeah. and then she has this whole extra level of like no one understands I've seen them die and they won't listen to me like I think she does a good job of like like amp like it's a teenager people already think they understand them and then she's got this extra thing where it's like I can literally see the future why won't you listen
1: to me and he's no, like nah okay. you're a kid whatever fuck you I, I get that but she just has no respect for anyone like I no also so, a teenager Dakota Dakota <laughs> does a great job of showing like. It's it's absolutely a credit to her ability to dip, to show that character. I just don't like her. You just don't like. The <laughs> I'm not character. saying this is a negative. <laughs> I hate the character. If if she if, if, it, if I was Nick and she came into my and I know he does this. If she came into my apartment, I'd just be like, yeah, go. I'm I'm just not going to interact I'm with not more. opening the door. She goes yeah. like yeah. straight
0: yeah. to the fridge and just eats his food as well.
1: Mind fucking, ble- can you believe? And then she's just like, why won't you listen to me? Like because you're the not goal. a human being. <laughs> You're not a, you just just try and ask him for help. Like,
2: oh, it blew my tits off. <laughs> and this film did commit what I think is probably the cardinal sin. Oh, here we go of cinema, which is setting up a part two which never comes. Oh, so that's not its fault.
0: That's not. Did its they fault. really set up a part two though? Yeah, uh,
2: it's yeah, be because a they didn't resolve the other issue at all. I
1: don't. know. I don't feel like that had to be resolved. She sin- there were two things that they never touched on: the shadow that can block an entire building. Yeah, that was which that's not important. The guy talks about. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
2: laughs> like,
0: that, that's the whole point. It's like, yeah, there are people. It's just like in this world, there are people. Like, yeah, maybe there are class threes that we don't know about. Not important to the story. Oh my
1: god, it was hundred percent something I wanted to do. Um, as part of like the greater plot of the division, I wanted to talk to you guys about this. I want to try something. So the division is a part of the U.S. government. Yep. I wanted us to be uh, a panel of maybe senators yep. who were trying to review the division as a bu- uh, branch of the US government and determine what they're doing. So let's imagine it's the end of the movie. Jim Min Hunts who's been killed because he's put his gun in his mouth and the plane's landed in the US and let's pretend that Kira is gone. And we get a report saying, so the drug that we've been working on forever to power up these super individuals, we didn't recover it. The woman who has it and survived is gone. And our like project manager, our head guy is dead. And we sit there and go, Why are we giving these people money? <laughs> I think we should goal? give them more money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For what? Okay. Why? I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, actually no, I think that's a bad idea. Oh, I'm yeah. looking I'm look, I'm looking in your eyes. Oh no, let's give them more money. I'm looking into the Oh, yeah, more money. I'm not gonna uh, question so- anything. I don't see anything. That's fair, that's <laughs> mm. fair. They could they just, just be using p- pushes, They're
1: just pushing them. They're just pushing them. So, if the Division's goal is to just control all the psychic people, why do they then let that guy who can shift go?
0: I, because, well, that's the thing. He worked <laughs> for them and maybe... Like, I think it's like... It is like... It, it's kind of like in a world where like these exist and they use them... And they categorize it and it's like, there are ones that like, you work for us and we let you go and like, you're allowed to roam free. But there are ones that was like, no, we need this lung- like, like Kira, he was a we shifter. think she'll survive the drug. We need to capture her. And then like Nick's dad, we think is a, like a, uh, an insider. He is bad for, he is bad for business. We need to get mm. rid of him. But, like it's, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, like two yeah. different factors. And, but then there's people living their lives in between the two different factions.
1: But, I, I, I get that. I don't know. That's My, what I pick and get out of it. Yeah. No, but I was just thinking more of, like, The Boys, yeah? Where instead of, like, in The Boys, you've got Vought. And Vought don't try to, like, control... Like, they do try to control and manipulate people, but they just pay the superheroes. Like, that's just so much... Like, that, that's the easiest way around it. They don't try to, like, emotionally manipulate them into doing... They just go, well, if you don't do this, we're cutting your paycheck. And I feel like that's just the sensible way to approach these psychics. Like, that guy that worked for them for 10 years, and then they're just like... You can't do you you can't do it ever again. If you do, we kill your wife. But they don't kill him? Why? <laughs> Surely that's just motivating someone to come back at you.
2: hmm
1: Yes. Like if I knew someone with psychic powers and I was just like, don't use your psychic powers ever again. We're watching. And if you do it, we'll kill your family. I would just be like I'm John Wickham, man.
0: But like what if yeah. but what if it's like it's like you're a psychic and then a whole organization of psychics and movers and pushers are like, hey, uh, thanks for your job, don't fuck with us. You'd be able to be like, well, I, I'm just one. There's like 20 of them. I don't want to fuck with them. Yeah. They'll kill my but wife. Like, I don't have to kill all for- of them. And then I'm one psychic and there's like 50 psychics.
1: But you've also worked for them for 10 years, so you would be aware. Because there seems to be some kind of rebel underground movement, which is headed by Cassie's mum. You'd be aware that exists. Because he says to them, oh, your mum's been at the top of the divisions list for ages. Because he knows Cassie. So he's clearly aware that there is a rebel movement. So surely you're just motivating people to join the rebels.
0: It's like I don't think I just think everyone like, is like, like, I don't want any trouble. And then and then Nick comes and is like, you know what? I do want some trouble. Do <laughs> <But> you know <laughs> what? You've <laughs> sold me. I was just happy Literally living my life, have- but you know what? Trouble sounds good. <laughs>
2: <I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> I'll have some trouble, thanks. Uh yeah. <laughs> I think
1: I, I think I'm ranting about this cuz I just think the division is the worst managed organization. <laughs> I think they do <laughs> such a bad job at whatever they want to do. Well, it's like, I don't understand like, the decisions they make.
0: I don't understand. Like, it's like, well, German and Huntsu is like, maybe, like, the division exists. And then, like, I just see it as like, Jim and Huntsu is just like, yeah, I've got this drug. That's my division. And all the other divisions are like, yeah. What the fuck's he doing? He's just tearing up shit in Hong Kong. Why the fuck is he doing this? And then maybe he dies, and they're like, German well, Huntsu. then fu- that's his fucking problem. We're the division. We got our oh, own man. other shit. Like, he just seems like a rogue part of it. He's just off doing his own thing, and they're just like, yeah, we don't give
2: a shit about him. And if that we come back bad to bad. the senatorial committee, the question that I would be asking is, why weren't you backing up your data? It's just as simple as that.
1: <laughs> or, even better, she is the there d- are psychics. <laughs> Wait, psychics exist? Okay, well, and you've got category. There are people who can make people think something else has happened. Mm. Are there people in the president's office that do this? Kinda, we no, no, we're rigging are the election, serious? is what I'm
2: thinking. I'm just thinking we get them all on yeah. television as you know, sort of like news anchors, and uh, we just convince vote. Does it work through television? These are the questions. Yeah, these are the things we don't
0: know. One. Does it have to be in
1: person? Also, I, I would be like, you need you need to get more scientific uh, categories for these people. I do not accept calling them pushers, movers, shakers. <laughs> I do something else, please, and put them into power categories, please. We need to know how strong these people are. <laughs>
2: We need regulation in order to regulate these people. Exactly. 100%. Mm.
1: I, yeah. Oh, man. It's just funny to me because, like, I think at the time, in 2009, it's interesting that they would think that that organisation, it kind of just goes unquestioned in, in the movie. No one sits down and goes, what is the goal of the division? Mm. Why? Why are they doing this to us? It's just accepted that they are trying to control psychic people, but it's not like... Are they trying to do it because psychic people are dangerous? Have we shown that psychic people are dangerous? Because they seem... Yeah, as you said, Alex, there's just unregulated psychic powers out there. Like, that surely is dangerous. It's like um, X-Men 2. Yes. It's not like an an entire branch of the the US government. It's William Stryker specifically uses his power and influence to form a branch that hunts down mutants because he has a personal grudge against them. But he's also got a little bit of like... He thinks mutants are dangerous and there's kind of proof that that is the case. Um, So there's, like, actual motivation for his whole deal
2: at existing. Um, I wish they'd done that. (laughs) It's interesting that you mentioned the word motivation because there's, I don't know, other than survival, there's very limited motivation for these people, I think. I don't know. There is, yeah. Anyway, I think I've said that before.
0: In, like, what Zach was saying, I feel like they needed to make a distinction. Like, the, the, the people, the division maybe if they are using them it's sparingly but it's not like headed by powered people because it's like powered people against power it's like what where, whereas if the division was human-based and they were trying to it makes more sense but it's like yes. what, what's the why is the point in ha- powered people hunting powered people like why are they doing that we don't know why yeah. and like i kind of stand like if it was headed by humans and maybe they had like yeah we got a pusher on board and then we've pushed it we've got a couple of people working for us that have powers to help out But it's like, Hunsu is seems to be the head in this movie of what we get, but he is powered. Mm. It's like, why? What is your motivation? Why are you doing this to your own kind?
1: Yes. And also, like, their agents are kind of dumb as shit. Like, uh, the sniffers in this movie who go and capture Kira, how stupid are you? (laughs) Like, you know she's, like, a super powerful pusher. You're aware of that fact. And she's like, I need to go to the bathroom. I would just be like, piss your pants. I don't, you're not getting out. What are you talking
2: about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You're not getting out until we get to a safe no, place. But she,
2: but she pushed them to let her go to the bathroom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't because they were aware that she was trying to push them. She's like, he was like, get out of my head.
2: Yeah, but yeah, she was still in their head. You get okay. it? Because she's a pusher. I, it's, it's silly. And I, so I, she makes like people idiots. do things inconsistent for the, their the, Yeah, the
0: push power is pretty fucking OP. And, it, and, and a lot of the times you can just question stuff in this movie and be like, was that a push? I don't know.
2: But that makes it silly.
1: Like That gets to the point where it's like, well, why aren't the pushers in charge of everything? Why are there people around? <laughs> why isn't it just a society of pushers and everyone else just does their job? Oh, that'd be an interesting movie. <laughs> <laughs> just a society of pushers. And, and, and there's an underground movement trying to get away from the pushers. <laughs> Oh God! Any,
0: See, we, are we done? Any final comments on Push? You're glad you've seen uh, it. You've glad you've seen what Marvel Universe could have been.
1: Yes, I, look, <laughs> I think Disney have got it wrong a lot, and they clearly got it wrong by not picking this up for six movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, just just two other things. Um, the soundtrack. I wasn't in love with the soundtrack. I thought it was a bit on the nose. Uh, it was yeah. I didn't. Feel right to me um and the weird faces that the bleeders pulled that was probably the first moment in the film i was like what am i watching uh right there the, just the over-exaggerated anyway face it got me i was like what what uh anyway <laughs> that were probably the two things that we hadn't talked about that i wanted to talk about
0: and like the the stitch this the, the what is it the Bleeder's dad, Bleeder dad just killing himself. Yakuza dad just screaming so much. Oh my God. Stuff down on him. What is that about? (laughs) It was almost like he was like in anguish of seeing his son die. He was like, no, and he just couldn't stop screaming. I was like, you're only hurting yourself. What are you doing? (laughs) Stop it.
1: Do the screamers have like, like, are they like telepathy? Are they able to talk to each other? I don't think so. Psychic? No. Because there is a scene in the fish market where they tell, they're like, she's like, oh, stop trying to kill him. Otherwise we won't get the girl. But she doesn't. She says that to the dad. But then the dad just turns to the son, and the son just stops. And I was like, "Did he hear that? No, no, no he's giving an that. order. Yeah, he's giving an orders. order. No, but the dad doesn't say anything. Yeah, it's no, that no, understood. It's it's non-verbal it's non-verbal yeah. cues. Yeah. yeah, okay. They're so so he mu- the son must have been
2: able to see the dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I was just like confused by that. I was like, "What? How? Why?
2: It's pretty straightforward, Zach. You should really, you know, know man, not dig into God. it too much. Chain of command. I'm pushing a point here that really I should back off on. Yeah, that's right. Because it's watertight." go see this movie
0: (laughs) in cinemas now (laughs) push 27
2: i think though i agree with you zach that this would be a good candidate to remake
0: prime for a reboot i think it's very much
2: prime for a reboot but as a movie
0: or a tv show
2: no tv show Uh, i'm all about tv show uh, yeah um they've got they've got the the prequel
0: comic that they wrote after the movie to work off so
2: Oh really? I didn't know that. Okay, that's,
0: that's interesting, right? They, it's like it wasn't a comic book series, but then the movie came out. They're like, let's write a prequel comic that leads up to it.
2: Maybe it'll that explain has all some answers. of the problems.
1: <laughs> it's a pity those answers could, weren't in the film. You could probably, you wouldn't be able to get Chris Evans back because he's no. just too big. You could get Dakota Fanning, and you could probably get Jim and Hansu back, but have them in different
2: roles. Maybe, maybe Dakota Fanning the mum. Now but that would be interesting, I think.
1: Anyway,
2: I did like that marble scene at the start. I really liked that scene where you're like, what is, what, what am I, what? And then you're like, ah, oh, that was good. Moment. You. I liked it. They hooked me. They, they hooked me. They got you. And it then is I was disappointed I was scene, hooked. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that's push. Uh, oh, my, my, another one of my movies is done. Everyone's happy. We get two good movies until we're back with my tripe. Uh, <laughs> What oh, have you guys no. been watching? No,
2: it's not trive. It's not trive. That's unfair. I will say
1: this has this absolutely got me thinking in ways that I haven't for some of the movies we've watched. Uh, it's good. And I'm very happy we watched this movie. I pushed before. those I thoughts in I genuinely <laughs> All
2: right. If only we you could both, wipe it. No. You've both Aww. told me you've got
0: some long lists. What 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 have we been watching this week? Who wants to go first? Who wants to tell me everything they've
1: been watching first? Alex, you go nuts, man.
2: Okay, well, as I said uh, before this, I do filter what I say I watch on this podcast as well. Uh, You know, I don't want you you knowing everything that I watch. Um, So I did watch a few things. Uh, I found this delightful documentary short called Speed Cubers that is on Netflix. Um, It's about the competitive world of Rubik's Cube uh, competition. And there's actually an Australian who was world champion for nine years there. And I was like, I was quite impressed and disappointed that I didn't know that an Australian was so high up in this category. But it actually, uh, we deal with competition and this sort of unlikely friendship that uh, happens between the Australian and a US competitor.
0: Okay. I thought it
2: was really good. It was really nice, really sort of heartwarming. Uh, only 40 minutes long, really nice, just one and done documentary. Um, Thanks to a recommendation from Morgan, I was watching Forge by Fire. <laughs> I'm now an expert in making blades. Uh, I now comment. I was uh, cutting some steak. I had some steak in the week. And I was like, gee, this handle is not attached to the tang correctly because all this water was coming out from when it was in the dishwasher. <laughs> I was like, eh, and nah, this handle was so not blade good. It's kill? a bad blade. It will not cut.
1: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> anyway,
1: uh, Don't I watched it. note, but. Oh, I was going to say I also watched *Forged in the Fire*. On oh, that's nice, and I quite liked it. So, yeah, <laughs>
2: if you
0: like swords, it's, it was and good to have in the background. It was forges good to have in the
2: background, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, yes. it's it's a fun show, and it's just sort of something primal in me It's just like, yeah, you know, swords. Let's go. Let's watch it <laughs> cut that thing. Like, you know, it's just anyway, uh, that was good. Um, I watched Dez on Stan, which is David Tennant playing the British serial killer. Des Nielsen in a three-part Ooh. crime show. Really quite disturbing. Really liked the show. I, I really liked that it was a British show with British sentimentalities because I felt if this was made in America, we would have seen gory reenactments of the crimes, whereas in the British one it was very uh, understated. You hear descriptions of the crimes, but you don't hear any sort of reliving of it. And I thought that was a really interesting thing because you've got to imagine what it was like as opposed to being shown. Um, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the last two weeks has been, you know, particularly sad. And I watched the documentary RBG on her life, which is a really good documentary if you haven't seen and sort of outlines her impact in American law. Um, I watched Enola Holmes as well. I watched
0: that last night also.
2: Yeah. I needed something light after Des. Dez is pretty heavy. What did you and think? I, I thought it was fun. It's fun. I, That's I exactly it. the word I use. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Don't go into it expecting like magic Cumberbatch level Sherlock. Um, it's not that, uh, but it's fun. And I think she holds her own. I think Millie uh, Billy Bobby She's Brown. She's
0: probably the best part about that movie.
2: Very much so, yes. And I didn't even mind. I thought it was a little on the nose, um, but, you know, when they choose to where they set it and the time period they set it in, the whole, um, you know, right to vote and things was topical at that time. So I did like that, um, although it could be conceived from a modern perspective to be a little contrived, but it is a period piece, so we can uh, move over that. I did start Shit's Creek after its Emmy win. Uh, I finished the first season of that. Really liked the show. Quite funny. Would recommend. Uh, and the last thing I watched as well, also on the comedy side, is Travels with My Father.
0: Oh, with Jack Whitehall?
2: Yes, I just, I love that dynamic between the pair of them, and there's a, where they come down under to Australia, I just, oh, that was really funny. So I watched the Australian one, they've got this really sort of dry sense of humour, him and his dad, and I really, he, I really like that. It. It's also very sweet, that show. Yeah, it's, it is. It, there's
1: absolutely so much like heart in watching a son try and just spend that time with his father.
2: It's really yeah, nice. it is. Um, and then, Mum's birthday was in the last fortnight, and as is customary in our family, whoever's birthday it is, will subject the others to a film that they like, and they don't think necessarily, they don't even need to care whether the others would like it or not. Um, so, Mum subjected us to *Devil Wears Prada*. Ah, uh, yeah, I which I, I do like. I do. It's there is something. Bad. It's something nice about that film. Um, and *Crazy Rich Asians*, which I thought I, really, I got off pretty I really lightly like this movie. time. I liked Crazy Rich Asians. I have a question uh,
0: for you there, Alex. So, yes. uh, two questions actually. So, on mm-hmm. birthdays, you get to make people watch the Anna. Does that mean? So, when you watch the movies to this podcast, they just are happy to join in. You're not forcing them, they just want to watch right. it. That's yes. right. Second question I know your birthday's coming up soon. Have you got plans for what you're going to make them watch?
2: Yeah, listen, I, I've been pretty cruel. Um, they really didn't like uh, Swiss Army Man, which I picked <laughs> on my last uh, birthday. They really hated that and I felt quite bad. <laughs> That's a pretty unique movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is a pretty unique movie. Um, I don't know. I haven't actually thought about it too much. I might go, have you guys seen The Intouchables?
0: No. I'm familiar with the story, but I haven't seen it.
2: No. Very heartwarming. It's also French, uh, so they have to put up with the subtitles. But, you know. You're not going to so... show them the American version of that movie? No, that's garbage. Just yeah. pure garbage. But you're not going to show
0: them uh, Evil Dead 2?
1: No, no, they all know about Evil Dead Uh (laughs) 2. By the by, if you had, that's a good movie, guys.
2: (laughs) Listen, it's also another fun film, and I'm glad I got to watch that. But, you know, I wouldn't be putting it on my top 10 list anytime (laughs) soon. Anyway, that, that wraps me up.
0: Zach, hit us with your extensive list.
2: Okay, so I've actually watched quite a bit.
1: Um, I had taken... I think I'd taken a bit of a break and I was just watching sort of YouTube stuff uh, before this, but I, like, I I looked around and I suddenly found myself awash with all this new content that I could watch. Uh, Criminal UK, which is a a Netflix show, had a second season, um, and it's got Jon Snow, and it's probably the first time I've seen Jon Snow, the guy who plays Jon Snow, in something, and I've gone, fuck, he's a good actor he has this like six seven minute monologue in his episode and it's just such a good portrayal of a character or or i really really enjoyed watching him talk through it um and i think that show is genius because it's pretty much just putting an actor in a space and letting them try and it's different every episode
0: isn't it i think you've talked about like it's different case every every, episode or something
1: every episode has a different case um and it's it's in the interview
2: Is that like... Yes. Yeah, the whole yeah.
1: premise of it is it's the, it's a police investigation unit and their whole job is to make the interview of a suspect uh, it, it, like kind of make it into a science so that they can crack the suspect. They, mm-hmm. they do a bunch of research, they'll pull them in and then they'll sit them down for like a day and just interview them. And the episode will be either, you know, across several hours or it will just be like maybe the last 40 minutes of the interview where the suspect is really cracked and you see whether or not they're guilty or innocent. Uh, they don't always get it right, which are quite pre- alike. Um, and they don't always get their person, but it's very intense on this, and it's really good. Uh, a
2: lot of lawyers good. in that show? Uh,
1: yeah, it's pretty varied, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, because <Okay>. they, <laughs> they have their their like defense lawyer next to them a lot of the time.
2: Okay, that's cool.
1: Uh, I got into the comedy of Norm Macdonald, who was a pretty, I found, pretty unknown comedian from America, but he's a fucking genius. Um, and if you're any big fan of stand-up comedy... I think give him a crack because he doesn't... I don't think he initially comes across as that clever. But I think the more you watch him and try to, like, see what he's doing, he's very, very talented and he's very, very good at what he does. And, like, his whole life has been about creating stand-up. So he, I don't think he's gone to the level that some comedians... Like, some comedians will use stand-up as, like, a jumping off board to go to, you know, movies or get their own late-night show or whatever. He's just been devoted to stand up for his whole life, and a lot of comedians think he's a genius. And he is so good at understanding his audience and stuff. Um, and he's so varied. Like you expect, he comes out and he seems like a idiot uncle, so you expect all these like dad jokes, and he gives you that. But he'll also go into incredibly shocking, full on jokes, and he'll also take like really long winded stories, or he'll give you just really quick uh, off the cuff puns. He's very good. Um, so if you are any fan of stand up comedy, give him a crack. I don't know if you'll like him off the bat, but maybe try one of his comedy specials and just see if you find any value in it because he's just clever as fuck um, I've also been watching The Boys Yeah, love season the boys. 2 is going on and The Boys is delivering on so many fronts it's really fucking solid and it's just continued to be excellent The Most recent episode I don't know if you've watched that Morgan I'm, I may mean, like have an issue with the implication of it I don't know that that is at the heart and soul of what The Boys was supposed to be about but there's, so far, the guys who make the show have been doing an excellent job. So yeah. I'm fine with
0: that. I, I just have the problem with season two is like, I, like this. all the hero stuff is good. I'm just like, I'm like, where's the boy's stuff? Like, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm yeah. a bit, I'm, I don't know how I feel about like Huey anymore. Like, he's not a good like audience him. surrogate. I feel like he's just, it's like, I'm like, all right, like, I'm, th- let's get the show going. And he's always like, actually, let's stop and take a break and think about what we're doing. It's like, no, we've got to keep moving. Like,
1: I, I don't know. I agree with you for the first couple of episodes. I think the recent, like, couple episodes i think he's stunned because he's had less of a voice and he's kind of just been acting and all these other people have had reactions to him as a character i really liked that i liked butcher and starlight they had like an episode where they were just trying to like save his life and that was really cool i I like that a lot i like that dynamic
0: i just yeah Um, the only thing i'm so terrified of Homelander i'd be like i'm like i couldn't work in the same building as him that'd be like he could just kill you at a whim and be like the thing that
1: keeps yeah, the thing that keeps scaring me is that all the other superheroes are scared of him as well. Yeah. He's clearly that powerful that they are 100% aware he can't be stopped.
0: Except potentially Black Noir, but that's a comic book thing. Let's not go into
1: that. No, I don't think... Yeah, well, I don't think in the show... Please I think don't. Black Noir no. is a very <laughs> interesting comedian. Like, he seems to be just like a very funny gag. He's like, got a, everything he's about got him got a role
0: funny. at some point, I think, in the future. Yeah. From what I've read, I just don't know when they're going to reveal it. Bring it up. Yeah.
1: But yeah watching the boys get on the boys if you like superhero stuff it's very fun um i know that there are a couple like old school comic book fans that Rail against the boys because they're like, This is all shit that was covered in the 90s. This is all stuff that has already been addressed in comic books in yeah. general. And they don't think it's very new and revealing. But I like it. I like it I'm
0: also out. like at the point where I'm like, Oh, I know they're coming. Like, give me Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. When's that happening? And I'm also like, Give me Iceman as Lamplighter. I want to see him go from cold to hot. Hurry up. Like, that, <laughs> Iceman, I don't know the actor's name. Dominic something, I think. He plays. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like, They about. got all these he's, people he's, that, like, they're like, when they announce them, like, shown up, Morgan. Yeah, well, I'm not up to that yet. <laughs> I, I know episode. the, I've read what happens in the episode because I'm that person, but I'm just waiting for that episode because <laughs> they announced all these people coming to the new season. Episode. And I'm like, where are they? I'm like, four in. And That's they're so not far, here yet.
1: The Lamplighter episode has so far been the best. It's so good. It's just like a fun, exciting, kind of thrilling time. Yeah, I'm I, I, I re-
0: actually really looking forward to because what I've read about that episode, I'm like, this is what I missed from season. This like, this hasn't happened yet this season. Like fun hijinks. And I've also started
1: watching Lovecraft Country, which I think I talked about I think so, I talked
0: you about talked about this podcasts, a while yeah. ago, and since you've talked about it, I've heard <sighs> so many people on all my other podcasts it's talk about it.
1: Outstanding. Lovecraft Country. Alex, I think you'd get a damn kick, good kick out of it. Morgan, I think you get a damn good kick out of it. It has so many... It is like this excellent blend of so many different genres. Um, Brilliant setting very interesting characters because I think this is maybe the first time some of these characters have been allowed to exist on the screen and it's so it's so great getting to watch them do their job. Um the main guy in the first episode I was like eh, I don't know how I feel. Now I love love him. I think he's fucking awesome and I think he's a great does a really good job of showing a genuine human being, which I think sometimes is quite hard for some people. I think he does a really good job. It has a lot of like it has some really hard emotional moments, which I didn't expect to get out of this show. I was like, holy shit, I actually feel really bad that some car- some things happen. And I'm like, it's great. It's great to see that. Um, and it's very varied. It has a very big cast so far, and it takes a lot of different views and a lot of different social problems. It's, it's very classic, like, get out, Jordan Peele. You know, social problems mixed in with the horror concepts. From what weird. I've
0: heard it's like there's monsters but humans are usually the real problem. <laughs> like monsters exist humans in the, the show the but humans monsters. are the real monsters.
1: <laughs> um so Alex definitely and Morgan if you can get on that get on that. Um I've also watched the second season of What We Do in the Shadows uh, so like good. last night the night before and I was pissing my pants. It's so <laughs> funny. Uh it's so got to be like the funniest show. It's so good. It's just, and I can I can never decide who my favorite character is because every time anyone gets the limelight, it's just like, they're doing such a great job and it's fucking awesome. It right. is
0: like the perfect example of like transitioning something into its own thing and like not copying. Like like they they, they just like found their own, like they kind of got the general direction, but they've made their own way there and they've achieved, oh, it's so good.
1: So good. It's like, it's one of those examples where I'm pretty sure this is going to start a, a genre if it hasn't already. Because it's just nailing so many different conventions of its own premise that I'm certain people will rip this off and try it in different contexts, um, which I'm excited to see. But fuck, it's just great. It's so much fun to watch and it's so funny. Like, have you finished it all? There's that whole. Uh, I think so. There's that it's, whole yes, episode was...
0: with Matt Berry becoming Jackie Daytona.
1: I was about to say Jackie Daytona. That is <laughs> an unbelievably fun ride from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, it's just like because it is. So tongue-in-cheek, but you can believe that he is... It, it's so fun. And it's like, it's completely separate from the rest. Like, it's like, we're just going to go off and do this for an episode. And it's so good. It is... Alex, it's a spin on, like, what would be an 80s movie. And it would come off as stupid, except that because it's happening to Matt Berry. And Matt <laughs> Berry is so fucking excellent. It is so funny. <laughs> it is so genuinely funny and so fucking great. Um, and bloody... Uh, Luke Skywalker's in that episode as well. Yeah, it's Mark Hamill is the... Mark Mark Hamill, it's so cool. I love it. I love Mark Hamill and anything. He's great. Anyway, those are the things I've been watching, but the main thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, the main thing, which I think ticks a lot of your... specifically yours boxes, that I would love for you guys to get a chance to watch this show, if you haven't already, Battlestar Galactica.
0: Oh my God. A friend of
1: mine from work sold me on this like three weeks ago, and um, my parents recently... Gave me access to like Foxtel, and it's on Foxtel, so I've just been powering through it. That show, Alex, I don't know if you knew, is made by one of the f- showrunners from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, I'm aware. So it is like Star Trek, but with excellent drama. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's
2: so good. It's uh Ronald D. Moore at his at his best. It's oh my god, yeah. It's a really good show. I went out and bought the Blu-ray box set after watching it the first time. I was just like, I need this in my physical media collection. Oh, it's so um, good. No, it's, it's a so great good. show. And what I uh, like the most is the human drama that it has. You have is this, this really cool space drama, but it's the human thing underneath that's really good.
1: And it's so sensible. It is everything I love in a show. Every, like, it is... Um, so the premise of it, Morgan, is that human... The human race has almost entirely been wiped out by this uh, uh, race of robots that they built, but has since split off from humankind. They came back and wiped out almost all of humanity. So the only surviving members of humanity are in this fleet of ships that are desperately trying to run away from the Cylons, which are the robots. And because it is a sensible show, the government that they form and the structure of their society is well thought out, is intelligent, is straightforward and is very, uh, what's the term? Bureaucratic. But it's bureaucratic so that they can save lives. And it's so excellent. It's, it just like shines in my heart because it's like, this is what would happen in this situation. People would genuinely form governments like this. They would genuinely cling to the like same structures that they had in their old life because the alternative is just chaos. Mm. But in between all that bureaucratic st- system, you've got humans. And because they're humans, a bunch of problems start occurring and it's, Awesome. it's got some of the best characters i've ever seen in any yes. show and they're so well crafted and entirely their own and the actors very much take on the life of the characters and they seem to have so much influence over the characters um admiral adama
2: edward so james excellent. almas
1: yeah edward james almas uh the president she's one of the best female characters i have She's on my list of top 10 female characters in any media. I love her so much. I think she's so brilliant. That's, like, personally. I can I completely understand if you don't. Know, but you've also got people like Starbuck. She's awesome. Mm. Um, Leah Dharma, who's the Admiral's son, who comes off as a very cartoonish... At the um, start, he does, yeah. At the start. But he gets so well-nuanced, and he gets challenged again and again and again on his core beliefs, and it's so excellent to see him rise to that challenge. Um, and you've got people like... Uh, Baltar, Gaius Baltar, who is just a terrible individual, but almost redeemable. He's fascinating. He's a fascinating character to me.
2: Um, and one little, thing, one, one little thing, it's not a spoiler, but there was an actor in the original uh, old Battlestar Galactica series and they go, oh, you know, we want to honour the original, but we're doing our own thing. So we'll have this actor come back and play a completely different character. And so it, it's an interesting way of paying homage to the show. Is that uh who's that? Um, he's the I don't want to call him a terrorist leader, but he's sort of he's on one of the smaller ships and sort oh, of kicks really? up a fuss.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um
2: like his name escapes. Yeah, from, I know who yeah. you're talking
1: about. I know who you're talking about. He becomes quite important in the government later on. Like he I love his character. Yeah, he's because mm. he he has a, a a viewable growth as an individual um and as a character. And you like start off going, Yeah, he's just obviously wrong and then he changes Yes. And embraces his faults and he becomes an excellent voice for the people. He really does.
2: It's an interesting way of honoring the past but still doing your own thing.
1: Yeah, it's cool. No, it's a great show Morgan. I think you'd like it because it's got like a lot of the set pieces and stuff are very Stargate. I love Stargate. Like a lot of the aesthetics I think you'd really love because it just it look it's got that sort of military futuristic sci-fi. So it's brilliant in love that it. regard. Um, but it's also got really really excellent drama and character acting. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you've seen it, Osh. I fucking love the show, and I'm I can't wait to finish it. I found season one and two brilliant. Season three, I didn't like the start of it, but it got back to its excellent ground. And now I'm into season four, and it kind of feels like I just want it to be finished. And I'm really glad that the show has a conclusion. I'm really yes. happy about
2: that. Don't watch the prequel series.
1: Uh, <laughs> I ha- oh the the mini the mini episode.
2: No, no, you can watch the mini episode, but there's a whole other show, Caprica, oh, which is set like a hundred years that. before. Don't bother.
0: No. <laughs> thanks alex for saving zach a lot of time
2: that's all right I'm um, that's what i'm Jeez, here for I'm
1: uh, yeah sorry i think i think i went for fucking ages so morgan you go that was my couple weeks
0: so i've been watching what have i watched watched uh the ghost 2016 ghostbusters because i'd never seen it oh, um yeah. it wasn't as bad as everyone gave it rap for it just wasn't in the spirit of what i thought the original ghostbusters was it was like it just wasn't in the spirit but it's like I love Kate McKinnon. She was the standout in that movie. She's amazing. And even like, like Chris Hemsworth, like his role's stupid, but he, he just, he takes it in his stride and is uh, always phenomenal. So yeah, uh, but I'm very excited. So that's part of like, I'm going to rewatch all of them. I was going to rewatch all of them and then watch the new one, but now I'm just taking my time. Cause who knows when the new one's coming out and then watched. So this, the other day I watched Bill and Ted face the music. So I watched the first two and then I watched the new one. Uh, I think if you go in and without, without like zero expectations, like forget that it's been like a very long time and you've been waiting for it, it's just dumb fun. Like, and it's, it's, yeah, it's mm. kind of, it's pretty much in the spirit of the original, but I think a lot of people are like, it's the third one. We've been waiting years for this. They had a lot of built up expectations. If you go in without those, you're going to have a fun time, I think is the uh, main thing with that movie. It's Bill and Ted, like, yeah. Um, yeah. watched in Holmes, homes, just, yeah, fun, fun movie. Yeah. D- it's d- d- it I is. went in yeah. ex- what, didn't know what I was expecting. Don't have any expectations. Just Henry Cavill is an interesting Sherlock Holmes. I think that was like, I don't know how I feel about it, but you don't get a lot of him, so you don't. So it's hard. It's like, oh, it's yeah. fine because you don't get a lot of him. If you got more, maybe it'd be like, but it's not a lot.
2: Um, and I felt also yeah. just one little thing about her breaking the fourth wall. There was a tendency, like I, I rolled the first few times that she did it, but by the end of the film, I, I sort of took it as charming. Um, so it was really interesting.
0: Yeah. The breaking the fourth wall was interesting. I, I was okay with it. It was just like part of the tongue in cheek of that movie, yeah. I guess. Uh, I'll also last night. So we watched that and then watched, Alana wanted to watch this and I'd never watched it before and glad I watched it. I watched Eddie the Eagle, which is, oh, right, yeah. uh, Taron Edgerton, Hugh Jackman. It's about this, uh, British downhill skier who captured everyone. Like imagine like they loved him at the 1980, uh, Olympics, a lot, of, a lot of heart and soul in that movie. It's just... Like, feel-good movie. It's good. I love Taron. I love Hugh Jackman. It's, yeah, just a lovely movie. It's on Disney Plus if you want to check it out. But, yeah, I'd never seen it. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Um, Very uplifting and also, like, had heartfelt moments in it. Yeah, just... Cannot uh, mm. speak highly enough of that movie. I think it's just a uh, gem. Then, if neither of you seen it, maybe I'll make you guys watch it on this podcast.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen it, so yeah, I'd be all for that.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll add it to the list.
2: I've not seen it either. Yeah, maybe.
0: And then the last little thing I want to give a shout out to. Um, I watched a couple episodes of the American one, but like, cause it's American history. I'm not very well versed, but I like the people who do it, but, uh, Australia now has its very own drunk history. It's on channel 10. Um, it's on week to week, but actually all of the episodes are available on their website if you want to binge it. But, um, I, yeah, I've always loved drunk history. Like there was some good American ones with some good comedians and stuff. And yeah, it's fun to like watch these like Australian, uh, stories that are also, Yeah, fun. You got the comedians and then you got like people who haven't been together. Like, so the first one has Burke and Wills it's got Osher in it, of course, but it's got his, I forget the guy's name. James Matheson. Yeah. James Matheson. And they haven't been together. Like I haven't seen them together since like Australian Idol back when he was Andrew G. Like it's just weird. Mm. And then like, yeah, this fun cast, fun, fun TV shows. That's just a little extra shout out for our Australian audience. Check out Drunk History Australia. It's on channel 10 uh, every Monday night or it's on their website if you want to binge it all. But yeah, that's my week in film and TV. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to do something a bit different because fuck it. Um, (laughs) And Zach mentioned David Tennant before and um, it made me think of it. uh, And it's kind of tangentially related. I don't know if either of you have listened to, but David Tennant has a podcast called David Tennant Does a Podcast With. um, It's different people. The first one I haven't listened to, but it's with Olivia Coleman. Apparently a very good episode. I need to listen to it. Oh, I love Olivia Coleman. Just this week, he released an episode, David Tennant and Tim Minchin. Um, go, it's, I, I've always been a big fan of Tim Minchin, but like listening to like the way he's approached his career and like, cause he is like a man of like, people think of him as a comedian. Some people know him as like a music, but he's a man of many mm. masks and many trades yeah. and that's just, yeah, a very intelligent. individual. So like against form for this podcast where we watch movies and TV to recommend a podcast, but yeah, the, uh, uh, David, uh, Tennant does a podcast with Tim Minchin episode. Very, very good. Cause he also talks about his TV show, which I sp- talked about on here called Upright which is also very good but yeah that's my recommendations done alright and that would close out the episode with so that's uh, thank you for joining us next time
2: Alex will be his. he'll be showing us his movie oh, yes indeed I have to think I have to think long I'm sure he's this got one. many
0: options lined up for us
2: mm-hmm. I do <laughs>
0: <laughs> well then until then uh, thank you for listening and thank you for joining me guys and we'll be back with more movies more TV and maybe some other stuff I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> bye bye. Bye everyone.
0: This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.